That's not right with a special presentation. Okay, we're back. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey everyone. Um, it's been I don't know, I think two weeks since the last episode, which was uh, with uh, Will and uh, Nate, that hip hop centric one. And um, I'd come in, I'd come in the week before that, and um, I don't know, all the all the sound. Uh, treatment panels had fallen off the uh, wall, I think because of the heat wave that we'd had, and then there was just shit everywhere, and I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you know, every single time we um, we do one, I mean, you guys don't hear it all, sometimes I leave some of the, uh, the in- sometimes I leave some of the original editing just for shits and giggles, but it sounds like I'm fighting with all the gear in the, uh, in the room just to get it to work, <laughs> um, yeah, just to get it to work for the episode, it's... It's generally that frustrating every time, and this is probably the first time since I actually leased out the studio space, which was back in March, April, it was April, when I first leased it. This is probably the first time since then where I've actually spent going on two and a half hours um, time here by myself just to start rerouting wiring and all that sort of stuff, and um, I think I finally did it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, all these little things that people that listen to this probably wouldn't give a shit about or even consider to be an issue. Um, yeah, just to make things a little more, a bit more smooth, uh, just to make the recording process a bit more uh, seamless and just save me some time on the back end. But yeah, no, nah, it's done. I sort of cleaned up the joint a bit. I still need to bring a vacuum in here, but um, I even just get some plastic bags to throw the garbage out or restock the fridge. There's almost nothing in there. Actually, I think we're actually out of water as well. That's nothing new. Um, I'm just for the. I don't know how this is going to turn up in the um, in the post, but if there's a background noise, it's the uh, fan. It's like 100 degrees in here, and I was actually. These are stupid people. Are. These are no. These are even people. These are stupid. I am seriously. I'm wearing my work gear here, and I'm wearing a polo that's like really thick. That really, you know, plebe polyester sort of shit that they strap everyone, make a minimum wage <laughs> with, but um. I'm really like just hot and bothered because you know, I'm running around trying to fix these stupid cables, and all like all I'm telling myself is I'm an idiot. I should have bought a change of clothes, but you know I never thought I'd been here for this long. Should have bought a change of clothes, yeah, I mean, just a pair of shorts or something. Something like 30 degrees outside. I got no idea. And um, so I'm jumping over leads. I'm, I'm plugging and unplugging and testing shit and going back and forth, and I'm, I'm sweating balls here. And I just keep telling myself, "Fuck, you're an idiot. You should have uh, changed your clothes." And that's not even the most annoying part. The thing that's really vexing me right now is my shoelace is untied. And I'm not even stopping to tie the fucking thing up. I should, because it, my shoe's at that point where it's, you know, it's sort of loose and uncomfortable when you're running around and walking around and you can constantly feel yourself stepping on your shoelace like a child. But I'm, I'm not even letting myself just pause for a second to tie the damn shoelace because I keep telling myself, no, you should have brought a change of clothes. You, it's not going to make a difference, even though I know fucking well that it's going to make the biggest difference in the world. I don't know. It, I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, yeah, I, honestly, this is more of a, a courtesy... Uh, not of a courtesy. Like, who am I doing a favour for? I'm a fucking moron. Um, this was just a sort of touching base, because I'm not really sure when I'm going to get another chance to do 
an episode coming up over the uh, Christmas period. I, yeah, you'd think I'd, I'd be doing a lot more, but yeah, I don't know. I've got a lot of shit on my plate right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's been interesting. Uh, like I said before, I leased this, this place out back in yeah, April, and um, yeah, it's probably right now is probably the most comfortable I've ever actually felt in here, where there isn't too much shit that's annoying me. That you know, I'm telling myself I need to do, like other than a vacuum and a few other things, maybe fill the fridge up with some consumables. Yeah, but we'd be breaking ground there. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'm really not sure when I'm going to be able to do an, another episode, but I really want to get one out. Um, yeah, actually, it's weird. Like this was the first week I actually had a whole lot of shit sort of put in my my thoughts. Just, um, that I actually did want to talk about, but, um, yeah, a lot of it just seems really petty and stupid, like my shoe problem. <laughs> I don't know, and that's the other thing, I write notes every now and then, and, you know, I don't know, there's there's a lot going on this week, it's all pretty hilarious, because you've got the usual distractions, I mean, you've got the bushfires burning everyone apart, and then you've got ScoMo coming out, telling people to download an app that monitors the weather, <laughs> and the smoke, <laughs> What a fucking idiot, seriously. This is our Prime Minister. Okay, come on, man. <laughs> climate change? No, what climate change? <laughs> Download an app. To, yeah, you're causing anxiety because you're raising the climate issue. Anyway, forget ScoMo. I can't be bothered. He's such a fucking idiot. Speaking of idiots, you got Trump uh, finally entering the impeachment phase with the, with the uh, Dems finally pushing for the... Uh, the impeachment with the official charges. It's just a shit show. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting too. Like all that is just really amping up and people don't give a shit. They're more focused on other stuff. Um, I don't know. It's been, yeah, I kept getting in my head like a lot this week. I I don't know why. And um, some stuff was really, really bothering me. I was tweeting a lot more than normal. And then it sort of just went away. I spent an hour, two hours in here just cleaning up, and I've just gone blank. But um, <laughs> I, don't, I think it's the whole Christmas thing. This has probably been my most non-Christmas Christmas period, not because I'm religious or get involved with family or anything like that, but I think more because I've sort of ignored. I've had a lot of distractions and a lot of things on. So I don't know. It feels weird. Like every year we bitch about the uh, com- Christmas being more and more commercial, but I think I feel like this year it's maybe I'm just getting angrier or just numb to it. I'm not actually drinking anymore. I'm drinking less, if anything at all. Um, yeah, maybe it's just not in, a, as in our face as much, or maybe just maybe it's just me switching off. I don't know. But I, I, yeah, I don't feel like it's it's uh, beginning to f- feel at all like Christmas. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because it's seven o'clock and I'm fucking exhausted. Um, <laughs> I don't. Know, it's all this shit that's popped up in the news in the last week that's really sort of. Oh, no, not bothering me. I mean, everything bothers me. I don't know. We had Juice World die. If anyone that doesn't know, Juice World's a rapper, or was a rapper. Uh, he was like 21, a couple of days off past his 21st birthday, and he died of uh, yeah an overdose where most of his music was drug-related. And I don't know. And you got the usual... I saw something about him getting three, 3 million extra followers, you know, on some form of social media since he died. Like, you know, the best thing an artist can do to boost his sales is, you know, die of something. And um, I know, it got me thinking about the whole legacy thing, you know. I'd said to someone earlier in the week that 
I, I often feel like I'm the one that's going to fall beneath the, between the cracks. Like I've tried to do everything that I can to sort of keep pushing forward and, you know, growing and setting shit up and trying to get new goals and things like that. But it always feels like, you know, for some reason, because of my, I don't know, personality or my fucked up choices, I'm always going to be falling between the cracks. And then, I don't know, I was thinking about, you know, when you go, what kind of legacy do you want to leave? Well, you know, even just basic stuff, like what happens when the cops come and check out your apartment? (laughs) What are they going to find? You know, I've got thousands of hours of, you know, recordings from this podcast, like my music to notes to even lyrics and all types of shit. I'm leaving a discography that's been, you know, virtually unseen. Do I want to hit self-destruct before I go? Oh, it's a, some of that sh- I don't like that, you know, you'll miss me when I'm gone shit. I really hate it. It's really self-serving. It's it's really arrogant. You know, because most people won't get missed. Most people are pricks, present company included. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not like I've even been in a dark place. It's really weird. I've tried to be upbeat and... <laughs> I've tried to be upbeat the last couple of weeks. And, they, yeah, a lot of shit's going to hell. But, um... <laughs> I don't know. I think I just need a break. I've been burning the candle a lot at both ends. I actually have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. I really am rambling. That's the thing. There's been a lot of new listeners too, and a few people have touched base with me saying, oh, yeah, really enjoying the podcast. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Someone asked me the other day, like, you know, what podcast do you listen to? I said, none. You know, I can't think of anything worse than listening to someone rabble on about nothing. Or, you know, just self-important shit. And then it's like, you dickhead, you do a podcast. I'm like, yeah, but even I don't respect what I'm doing. I think it's a joke. <laughs> so much that I'm spending that much time doing this shit, investing all my money. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I could keep going. Um, I, don't know, I was looking at... What was I looking at? That was really bothering me. Oh, contact names. I was looking at how I was thinking about how technology has changed over, like, say, the last two decades. Because I mean, we're entering 2020, and the Terminators are here, and all that sort of shit. And um, I was just looking at stuff around me, like thing, like even just security systems that we have, and just little mechanisms that humans create, just to give them this false sense of security or whatever. And I remember, like, you know, when you used to go to the beach and you put your your, your keys in your wallet in your shoe or under a jumper or a blanket or a hat, and that's your security system. No, one, no one's ever going to see it. Jerry Seinfeld had, like, the best bit about it back in the 90s. Now it's like, I was looking at my phone, and the shit we carry in our phones, you know, like our bank accounts, emails. I've got every basically every bit, every bit of money that I have and every method of getting money as far as business, work, like every everything that I have is all in my phone. It's all protected by, like, you know, a code or my fingerprint. Yeah, it doesn't take much to just jump or punch someone and get their hand in and unlock their phone, but be that as it may. Now, I was just looking at stuff like, um, I remember when I first got my phone, I was being like 14 or 15 or something like that, and I started doing something that I heard someone else was doing, and Back then, you know, back at my day, when the old Victrola would come out on Saturdays and we'd hear everything. Um, I remember uh, the one thing we were petrified about was losing our phone because people would get our phone numbers. And it's like, now, I think, so what? What's the big deal? What's the worst they could do? Prank you? Like, who gives a shit? 
we were so petrified about protecting that phone number. You know, like that was it. Like that's the only thing we had. Messages, because like this was before picture messages. Now, like you're literally, you know, texting a, a 30 second stream of you jacking off in front of a mirror. Yeah, and that, that's it's fine. Or it goes to the cloud, you know, we never worry about being hacked. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, back then we were like petrified about protecting our phone numbers. So what someone used to, what someone did, was they'd change all their contacts into nicknames. So if anyone stole their phone, no one would know who you know corresponded, what phone number corresponded to what name, unless you know they were in their circle. But um, I started doing that like back then, and I still do it now. Generally, I'm sort of lazy now because I've I've got fucking hundred contacts. I, I thousand, you know, I forget all the. I forget the nicknames I give people sometimes. I'm, I'm that fucking dumb. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I've been doing that forever. And it's like, how pointless is all this shit? Like, prote- like even just protecting phone numbers and stuff, like, just the security systems we have. Like, I leave my apartment sometimes, and, I, you know, I've left the, the door unlocked because I've gone down to the server to get milk or something. People freak out. You ain't gonna lock your door? I'm like, dude... I live in a fucking apartment building. Like, what are the odds someone's going to come and find it? You know, and and to take what? Like, they're going to literally rip my TV off the wall and walk out? Like, do me the favor. I have insurance, uh, I think. I don't know. My credit card's been spinning back a lot of the last couple of days. Oh, fuck. You know you're fucked when you can't even trust a credit card anymore. That's your bottom line. Um, I don't I even know where I was going with all that. Um, yeah, I've just been thinking about, you know, the panic, the panic stations everyone puts in and then like, just how fucking dumb people are and how simple we are. And even myself, like myself included, like I, they're talking about, you know, revamping Big Brother and in order to make it work, you have to bring back Red Clean and all that sort of shit. And it's like, do we even need Big Brother anymore? I mean, there are a hundred streaming services. Everyone goes live and... I mean, what's the point? I, I I don't know. I always I know I'm harping on about the same shit, but I, I was just thinking in the grand scheme of things, I was just like, you know, why? How is a show about watching people going to attract attention anymore when anyone can just live stream shit? And the people they put on aren't necessarily interesting. They're still the same, you know, kind of tiny fucking muppets that they had two decades ago. Just people are getting more like extreme with their personalities and just you know trying to push the envelope. I mean, back, I remember Big Brother 1, they had a bird on there that was like a dominatrix in a, you know, <laughs> part-time job, and she had a, a little mini whip that, you know, she flailed around and was like, yeah, well, well you know, she's raunchy. Like, whatever, man. You know, I was like freaking 16 when all that came out, and even then I didn't buy it. But I bought the show. I remember standing around watching the first season religiously, and you think about it, like how they're going to amp it up and going to bring intruders in and shit, it's like... Who has the patience now to just sit here and watch people do challenges? Like, t- t- you're locking people in their houses. That's what people are doing now anyway, because everyone's broke. I don't know. We're very, very simple people. Very, very, very simple creatures. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I realize, um, yeah, I'm really rambling. I, I don't know. I say it every, every time. You know, one thing I did fucking find funny was um, Lizzo. The uh, R&B, she's not even R&B, she's hip-hop. Well, she says she's hip-hop. Yeah, Lizzo's like all over TV. 
it's just getting more and more extreme. And um, I really don't like, like, I'll say this about the music, I think it's shit. Like, it, it's terrible. Big. She had, like, one good song, like, her lead single wasn't bad. But the rest is just really, She's. I feel like she's being embraced purely for being plus size. And I think plus size is a label that shouldn't be used because they're not plus size, they're people. Everyone's a person. Like, it shits me. Things like that. You know, why don't, if, if you're going to have plus size models, why don't you have bald models? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, just make that an entire label and then cater to that, you know, as a different form of person. Yeah, because that's what you're really doing. I mean, I don't, you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> anyway, the whole Lizzo thing, every day you tune in and, and, yeah, the last one was she was wearing like a... She, people said she was wearing a dress that was arseless at the back, <laughs> like a onesie, right? But she, it really looked like a plus size, like a 5 plus, 5XL tee with the ass cut out, basically, the back end. And she was wearing a banger. And she's at a basketball game, like running, like twerking to one of her songs that cheerleaders are dancing and shit like that. And she was really keen on some player. I can't remember who it was. And it's like, sweetheart, just cover up, man. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then everyone got, a, everyone, of course, jumps on the whole thing of, you know, it's only because she's, she's plus size and, you know, <laughs> if this was Rihanna or, you know, some, I don't know, Beyonce, you know, you, no one would ever bat an eyelid. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure Rihanna and Beyonce have got more common sense than to turn up to a bas- a family, family friendly environment like a basketball game and, uh, walk around their jocks like it's just, i don't understand how you can get away with it i don't know if i did it can you imagine me rocking up to like a bar to an nbl game on a friday night two thousand people in attendance wearing some arseless chaps <laughs> i'd literally get as far as the front door man i wouldn't even get to the car i wouldn't even get to the front door man i'd get out of the car probably get beaten up or thrown into the yarra <laughs> Oh, fuck. I just realized that I'm realizing why I'm sort of giggly. It's because I haven't slept, I haven't eaten, and I was spraying like an idiot. I was putting the boards back up with the foam, and I found a spray can of glue, and I started spraying it in this tiny, you know, two-by-five-meter room. (laughs) Just a nice, healthy chrome session on a Wednesday night. Uh, yeah, that's a, I don't even know if uh, like, I'm actually pretty sketchy now about the recording because this fan is blowing pretty much straight on me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Know, I hope it turns. I hope it works out. But um, yeah, man. There, like I said, there really isn't much more to say right now. Um, got a bunch of people coming in planned, hopefully over the next month. But again, it's just going to be flat chat. I got a lot of stuff on. Um, I really. I really appreciate anyone that listens uh, that you know hits me up with a message with you know feedback suggestions you know comments or whatever um I know we spent the first two years just talking about liking sharing and following and um I really can't stress that enough um the only way we I, I can't afford to sort of promote this thing anymore I'm, I'm too busy with all my other sort of uh, obligations and I, I actually don't know how much longer I'm gonna have this studio because I'm bottom of the barrel broke right now. And, um, yeah, doesn't look promising. <laughs> Unless I actually move into this studio, the, I've always entertained that idea. There's a gym on site with a bathroom uh, where I could have a shower. 
And um, I actually gave blood. Uh, when was it? Last Tuesday? I think it was like, was it Tuesday? Wednesday? I, I can't remember. I've been waiting to give blood for ages, but um, because of all the tats that I was, uh, I've gotten over the last couple of years, I've always been just, just shy of the, uh, the leeway point. I think it's, um, was it three months, four months? I don't know. I know I got it right when, and I've just passed that window. So yeah, I gave blood. And, um, yeah, you know, in the movies where you always see them giving blood and then they get their cookie or whatever. I always thought it was just bullshit. Uh, not bullshit, but like, oh, I thought they played it up. Like in Senseless, where you like give sperm and then blood and then blood again and blood again to get coin. Um, yeah, I gave blood and then I was, <laughs> I went off and, um, literally, yeah, there's like sausage rolls, cookies, drinks, like all types of shit, man. Fully stocked fridge. I don't know. Um, I don't even know why I brought that up. <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's another thing. Speaking about uh, plus size, I actually tweeted this. Even in animation, Rebel Wilson's weight is still the punchline. There's a animated version of Cats where you got like an anthropo- anthropomorphic. Is that the way you pronounce it? I got no idea. Um, yeah, an animated version of Cats, like at the movies. I'd gone and watched The Irishman. Was it The Irishman that I'd seen, or maybe it was um, oh what the uh, Last Christmas? It was one of those two when I saw the ad for it. Anyway. And yeah, you know, there's a whole bunch of celebrities in it. Jason Derulo's in it. Like, because <laughs> Jason Derulo doesn't qualify as celebrity. <laughs> no, I love Jason Derulo, man. He's underrated. Anyone, <laughs> if, um, yeah, if you Google his, uh, I don't know what form of social media, maybe it was Instagram, but he had that pickup of him in his jocks. He's got his, uh, schmang just hanging out to the left and people were losing it. People were saying, I don't understand. <laughs> See, there's your double standard. Here's a picture of Jason Derulo standing there in a pair of jocks, very yeah, picturesque looking. He's a good looking kid, and he's got he's got his shank just protruding from under his jocks. You can't see it; it's just a bulge, right? But then you got Lizzo going to a Lakers game. Um, I'm assuming it was Lakers, and she's wearing like a she's walking around and twerking in her jocks. That's acceptable. And I'm not saying, see, I'm, I'm not a prude. You know, I'm not trying to censor anyone, but uh, time and place. I mean, his Instagram account is still <laughs> fucking open to the public. But at the same time, if you're a parent, you can monitor what your kids are following. But you can't monitor what, you know, Lizzo decides to do when she turns up to a basketball game. <laughs> and again, it's got nothing to do with plus size. I'm just saying, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, back on Rebel Wilson. Yeah, I always... I've never given her any credit. I don't think she's funny. But be that as it may, I, I said, maybe is it because we haven't seen her flex her acting muscle, like a, her dramatic muscle? i got no idea. You know, maybe I've just been not watching the right material. But one thing that, yeah, I got was the fact that they've pu- punched her into this animated film and she's still a, a plus-size character. Like, and they're making fun. That's the, the, the joke. Like, in the 20 seconds that I saw her on screen for the, the trailer... They still made a joke about her awkwardness or clumsiness or just a physique. It's like, really? Man, at that point, like, didn't they learn anything from John Candy? Like, seriously. And I think Dom DeLuise copped it as well. John Candy, you know, he was the big guy through the 80s and 90s. One of the best movies ever, you know. And um, he, he was always told by doctors, you need to stop eating because you're going to have a heart attack. You know, he's just a big bloke. 
And he felt that if he lost weight, it would ruin his his comedic image and his appeal like you know, to the family-friendly sort of shit. It was a pretty good dramatic actor. It was in JFK. I think it might have been his last dramatic film. But, um, yeah, we've come this far. And once you pigeonhole yourself as that that person, you're fucked. Is Robert Wilson going to be relying on her, on her weight to be the gag like for the rest of her career? Like, you know, be the, given we... You know, assume that she has a long and prosperous career, but nah, I don't know. Again, I'm not like I'm not attacking anyone. Just know, it doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I should probably wrap it up because I really am just rambling. Um, the, I don't know. This this week is yeah. I don't. Know, I've been doing a lot of going out and just laughing at different things that I see. <laughs> Uh, just things have been making me laugh. Just random shit. I actually went and picked up my cousin from the airport. I actually tweeted this as well. I picked up my cousin from the airport uh, about a week ago. And um, <laughs> I actually took my mother with me as well. She thought, Last minute, she calls an audible and says, oh, come pick me up and come with him. I'm like, oh, all right. So I ended up getting to the airport like 40 minutes after his flight landed and there'd been a delay. But um, actually, it was funny. When walking into the airport, my mother has traveled all over the world by herself, with friends, she's done chartered tour groups, she's done Lonely Planet style-esque <laughs> uh, voyages on her own and, you know, gone everywhere. Like, I can't, I don't know how many countries she's been to. Like, I couldn't tell you. She's been through Southeast Asia, she's been through mainland, she, like, she went to China, she's done the UK, she's done Europe. I think the only place she hasn't done is North, and, North America. No, wait, she went to North America, she went to uh, Canada. She hasn't done, yeah, uh, the States, obviously, Central America, South America, and she's planning a trip next year to um, back to Europe and then I think Morocco. So, yeah, she's technically covered nearly every every part. She's got to get to, to uh, Antarctica. <laughs> but um, has she been to Tassie? I don't know. Anyway, whatever <laughs> related. Um, yeah, we get to the airport and she starts panicking. Like, where, where are we? Where's the entrance? Where's this? I was looking at her like, mate, okay, you have traveled everywhere and you're breaking down at the Melbourne airport. <laughs> Anyway, so we go in, we're waiting, we're waiting, we split up. I cover an exit, she covers an exit uh, from the uh, departures, uh, arrival, sorry. And um, while I'm standing there, yeah, and all these couple, all these people are coming through, and they're all, um, I'll set the scene, uh, they're all from, uh, it was a Qatari flight, and I think uh, I think it was coming from Doha. So there's a lot of uh, Middle Easterners coming through. And I swear to God, like, <laughs> I, I actually tweeted this. Um, pure, the pure irritation is the look a dad of two gives a random relative when they've been forced to pose for a photo three free from an, an arrival gate at the airport five minutes past an international flight arrival. The guy hasn't changed his jocks in 28 hours. <laughs> Man, I couldn't, I felt comfortable because like I'd gotten home. It was one of the, it was a hot day. Like last week was like that first really warm night that we, evening that we had. So I'm in my shorts, fresh singlet, just like chilling out, flip-flops, you know. And um, I'm just standing there and this dude comes out and he's got two kids. Uh, just he's pushing two kids along, I think, on like a luggage trolley or something. I can't remember. But um, he looked tired, man, like he'd had the flight from fucking hell. <laughs> just looked beat. Like he just, all he wanted to do was go home, have a shower 
and just like you know sink a few cans like on the couch or something just watching like random news where you can focus on someone else's uh <laughs> someone else's issues on the other side of the world but yeah and then someone stopped him like that was there some woman and she's got her phone out and just sh- like waving it in his face and saying stop stop like yelling at him like in another language and he's just like he cracked a smile for about two seconds but then she started fucking about with the phone like not not getting it or something he just like his care factor and his tolerance just dropped like <laughs> oh poor bastard anyway <laughs> um yeah look hopefully i do get another episode in before the end of the year um yeah i'd like to think i i will i actually have some time off but i'm going to be looking for more work cuz i'm broke and earning well below yeah, the living uh, the living rate that I should be getting. Um, so yeah, if anyone has money, please send it to me. I'm very hungry. Um, I need to start renting this uh, studio out. So and it, actually, that's someone something people have actually asked me about in the past. Like, how do you do a podcast? Where do you do it? Blah blah blah. You know, I'd love to do one. I don't know how. My this studio is actually up for rental for anyone that wants to record a podcast of their own. Um. I can, for a fee, I can, <laughs> for a fee, I'm happy to, I'll do it for a sandwich. Um, if you want to use this recording space, it is available uh, to, you know, obviously anyone really, just got to hit me up with uh, some money, <laughs> tell me how quickly you can get here. But I'm also offering services to produce podcasts and basically generally any audio for you if you, if you want it. But a lot of people, yeah, don't have the technical know-how and actually how to get it up and running, and I'm happy to provide those services for a nominal fee. <laughs> one little spruik nevertheless uh, I, I think our time is up I, I don't know how long I've been running um, but yeah I will try and get in with something please send in your feedback share like subscribe all that usual shit like you know um, it's been a year of milestones uh, f- yeah if anyone actually listens to this shit or knows me knows that you know I went through a year where I left you know, um, a place I was working at for nearly a decade and ventured into the unknown. I launched a business. Um, uh, I got a studio space outside of my own house, which is something I've... I only realized it today, actually. Yeah, it's a studio space I wanted. Uh, I mean, I always wanted a studio space. And um, I think the goal is essentially figure out what I'm going to do and essentially maybe expand this space to in- incorporate the rest of my audio gear and actually turn it into a, a fully-fledged, you know, se- semi-amateur <laughs> recording space. Um, it's nice. It's nice having this. But it's, it's been, yeah, very taxing. There are a lot of overheads to this uh, podcast now. Um, probably, you know, a good half-week's wage, I'd say, depending on what you earn. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there are a lot of overheads, and I actually don't know how much longer I'm going to keep it up. But the fact that I've had it since April... So we're talking about like uh you know six seven eight months whatever it is, um yeah it's been it's been a good effort I really feel like I've underused it though, you know and um you get sort of disenchanted with the whole thing every now and then you lose steam and I like I'm burning the candle at both ends so it is kind of hard to to get here as often as I'd like to, but um yeah it's been it's been different don't really know how I'm going to feel going into 2020 anyway. Um, yeah, so yeah, as always, 
Take it easy. Hold up.